In breaking news this week, is this the real life? Thief wearing pajamas and fluffy slippers robs jeweler in Morven East. Is this just fantasy? Formula 3 driver Sophia Foresh survives 275 km an hour crash at Macau Grand Prix with only a fractured spine. Caught in a landslide, commuter train derailed, killing one and injuring 44 in Catalonia. No escape from reality. Women chases airplane down tarmac in Indonesia after missing multiple repeated boarding calls. Welcome to Breaking News, the show here on Sin 90.7 FM that takes the news, breaks the news, and dresses inappropriately at the news's funeral. I'm Chuck, and I'm joined by Alex, our regular. Alex, how are you going? I'm going pretty well. How are you? You don't feel like you've been caught in a crash at 275 k's an hour after that monologue? Has anybody actually like seen the footage? I do highly recommend it. She genuinely flies through the air. It's horrifying. It's a miracle she didn't actually hit anyone like on the way through. There were a few people on the side of the track there. Anyways, we've got a big show for everyone, but as per usual, our warning... We've got our warning siren out of the way there, just to let you know that this is, in fact, a satire show. We're just having a bit of fun. Um, It's all in good jest. We're just going to be having a a good time, making some jokes about the news of the week, and everybody will have a great time. And I forgot to introduce our unnamed producer, who is with us again this week. Hello. Unnamed producer, what do we have happening this week? Coming up this week, Dead Baby, Liberal Power Station, Inhibiting the Prohibited, Labor v Liberal, The Rap Battle, and Foxtrot Uniform, Charlie Kilo. Now to our main story for the week, what have you got for us, Alex? A nine-month-old girl was found lying alone in the sand in the early hours of Monday morning. Passers-by noticed the lifeless body as it lay perfectly motionless near the water's edge. While the results of an autopsy are yet to be returned, it can be confirmed that the baby has been floating amongst the current for two days. Now, if the teachings from Nemo about the East Australian current are anything to go by, the baby was probably dumped in Japan. The question on Australians' minds is simply, why are we serving sausages with onions on the bottom? Like, seriously, bread, sausage, onion sauce. Isn't the sauce like more of a problem? God's sake. Sorry, I know that's not the real question. I've just realised that this is a new societal norm and it's really annoying me. Anyway, why would a parent unremorsefully disown and murder their own child? Mama, life just what could possibly overcome a mother or a father to inflict brutal suffering upon an innocent nine-month-old? As baffling as the circumstances surrounding the death are, police investigations have revealed some startling information about the mental state of being a father who, like the mother, cannot be named for legal reasons. One lesson from this is to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Easy come, easy go. Will they let her go? The mother of the baby has been released from custody and is currently under assessment by mental health agencies. Spare her, spare her life from this monstrosity. A contrasting life to her partner, the woman from Victoria attended private school education before graduating from Deakin University. Her desire to pursue further study led her to the Sunshine State, where she met the baby's father. Oh, mama mia! He was described as a violent schizophrenic who had threatened a council worker only months before his daughter's death. Clouded by tough living conditions, the homeless man and his family often resorted to staying in parks, toilet blocks and under bridges. A previous public nuisance offence, coupled with his history of street offences, leads many to wonder whether whether this incident was a series of unfortunate events or a more sinister plan by a dashing man to acquire the Baudelaire fortune. Or tra- a traumatic situation indeed, harboured by what appeared to have been terribly foreseeable events. 
Known to the police, and we don't mean the British rock band formed in 1977 consisting of the ever-so-smooth Sting, Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland, churning out magnificent goods such as Every Breath You Take, Wrapped Around Your Finger and, of course, the American reissue of Roxanne, the family also relatively well-known to residents of Surfers Paradise and frequented St John's Church on occasion for food and other supplies. The Child Safety Department in Queensland has chosen not to comment on its involvement with the family nor the case at hand, probably because they are still trying to work out how the dingo stole the baby. Startlingly, however, it has been discovered that authorities had previously received notifications regarding the nine-month-old and her two-year-old brother, who is currently in the custody of Queensland's Child Safety Department. Why wasn't action taken sooner? What use are these protection agencies if repeated notices about possible violence or neglectful behaviour are ignored? And how many dingoes does it take to open a tent? Bismillah! This only places more shadows on an already dark and despicable situation. Just gotta get right out of here. As horrific and unspeakable as these acts have been, the events which transpired on Monday serve as an alarming but much-needed wake-up call to Australian parents, politicians and governments in ensuring that similar cases do not emerge. Firstly, we must assess the state of our mental health facilities. Are they fully equipped to protect and effectively rehabilitate our most vulnerable members of society? Do they keep dingoes out? These are the most important questions. Indeed, a proactive approach curbing mental health issues from the core is a difficult task for any government, but we must be there for those who cannot be there for themselves. What about the state of homelessness in Australia? And what does the dingo say? Mine, 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 mine. Also, where did this new state come from? I thought we only had five. Anyway, growing rapidly, the issue simply cannot be ignored. 116,427 Australians were identified as homeless during the most recent census in 2016, highlighting an increase of 13.7% in five years. As appalling as this statistic is, so too are the conditions in which many families and individuals are forced to seek refuge in. Toilet blocks, abandoned buildings, sand dunes and beachfronts, footpaths and curbs of streets. These are far from the locations where children should be raised, but the reality is, they are. And what are we doing about it? Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. Well, it does to me. Intertwining factors of mental health, homelessness and domestic violence are not easy chains to break. You'd have better luck smuggling drugs out of Indonesia. Funding has to be available in order to improve many of the issues which has been brought to light by this devastating event. Governments must also acknowledge that issuing support to vulnerable families requires extensive resources in a vast array of healthcare, housing and social welfare departments. If we ought to protect society's most at-risk citizens while discontinuing generations of impoverishment and harm towards children, it is imperatively that we act now. We cannot afford to wait around for more children to wash up on our shores before we decide to make a change. Beachgoers should see seashells by the seashore and not the souls that she sells. Now that was a current affair. And now we move on to fake interview. This week we are interviewing Liberal candidate for Frankston, Michael Lamb. Michael himself experienced a strange interview with Sky News journalist David Spears, in which the two men found themselves caught in a loop of saying the same things over and over again. In which the two men found themselves caught in a loop of saying the same things over and over again. Joining us in the studio is the black sheep of the Liberal Party, Michael Lamb. Michael, welcome to fake interview. Great to be here, but uh, only as the market determines it. Wait, are you saying the Liberal Party planned to allow the market to determine whether or not it's great to be here? Yes, we hope to see that in the future. But that already happens under the current system, doesn't it? No, the market isn't allowed to determine if it's great to be here. But you said that at the start. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Okay, maybe it did. 
I'm I'm confused. We seem to be going in circles. So what actually changes under a liberal government? Private industry will be allowed to invest in whether or not it's great to be here. Yes, but they are allowed to do that now. Well, I mean, yes, they are in one sense, but in another sense, they're not. What? Uh, jobs and growth? What has that got to do with anything? Stop the boats. That's a federal issue. Central Coast? That's not even in Victoria. 707? I'm lost. I don't even know what to say anymore. They're onto us. We need more slogans. Uh, thank you for joining us, Michael and his little lamb. Chuck, it's now time for your world-famous segment. This is Punching Down. What is considered normal protocol for dealing with pesky door knockers and hawkers? You know, the ones who try to sell you art or memberships or attempt to flood your mind with religious values you didn't really want to be preached to about. And by hawker, I don't mean dealing with your crazed hawk fang Uncle Gaz, who endlessly reminds you of their three-peat. Get a grip, Gaz. That was so 2015. But really, when faith or religious converters come knocking at my door, I hide in the corner of my front room and play the waiting game until they ultimately get fed up and leave. For an American tourist leaving the Adaman Islands deep in the Indian Ocean, this passive approach didn't quite eventuate. John Allen Chow, a 27-year-old man, illegally ventured to the secluded North Sentinel Island in a bid to convert a tribe of 400 extremely hostile Jarawa tribe members into Christians. That's right, he door-knocked a remote tribe of arrow-wielding, volatile warriors. For God's sakes, John, you've really heightened the American stereotype with this stunt, you twat. Should I be impressed by your efforts, or look at the way I look at my Weet-Bix when it's really soggy? Disappointed. These people have had no contact with the outside world. 21st century diseases and way of life are yet to reach this secluded group, who are purposefully kept clear from. But bloody door knocker John here thought he'd be a smart chap and bang down the door of one of the world's most hostile tribes. Did he die? Of course he did. Did he deserve it? Of course he did. Heaven knows what he'd do if he was still alive. I suppose if anything is good is to come from all of this, a blessing in disguise really, is the fact that these guys have rid the modern world of another mindless moron. But Jesus, if another peeving preacher comes poking at my palings, I might just have to take a leaf out of Jarawa's Bible. This was a crazy story. Like, the, the nerve of the guy to say... Yeah, you 400 tribes people, I'll convert you by myself. Is for anyone that, that heard the update on the story, he actually wrote in his journal that um, he was sending home to his family. Um, on the day before he went to the island, he wrote, Please, God, I hope I don't die. Then don't go on the island! <laughs> yeah, well, God obviously wasn't listening, was he? <laughs> Clearly, God just, like, just texted back saying, Come on, man. The instructions are simple. It set a really low bar for you to not die, and it's just don't go on the island. Just go home. Oh, well. He didn't listen to that, and he paid the ultimate price, unfortunately. Oh, well. Another mindless moron gone. Anyways, Trump. As the California wildfires rage on, so does Trump's war on his own credibility. So his war on nothing, basically. This week, he urged America to follow Finland's lead on bushfire prevention. What's the lead, you may ask? According to Trump, they spend a lot of time raking. But the Finnish president says these claims are rake news, sparking an online firestorm that yet again Trump wasn't 
wasn't prepared for. The most troubling part of this all isn't the fact that Trump lied about what another president said or that he's yet again blaming firefighters for the fire. That's old news. How on earth can you compare Finland to America? Aside from having an actually functional government, the climates are almost polar opposite. The US summers, whilst diverse across the country, are generally hot and humid, uh, hot and humid whereas Finland summers are characterised as short, mild and moderately rainy. No wonder they don't have as many fires. They literally live right next to the Arctic Circle. The Arctic Circle, people! It's colder there than a reception you'd get from Centrelink. As per usual, Trump was steadfast in his recollection of events, and it seems his new political slogan will be Make America Rake Again. Immigration. Four years ago, Sumi, sorry if I butchered the pronunciation there, was headed for Christmas Island on an old rickety fishing boat. Her life was next to hopeless, and she thought it couldn't get any more hopeless. How wrong she was. Present day, Sumi has finished as Ducks of St. James College, a school where she was named school captain. She also completed two university subjects in Year 12 as part of a scholarship. She is a stellar student, but despite all of this, she will be unable to attend university next year. She is currently classed as an asylum seeker, which makes her ineligible to access HEX, meaning the astronomic university fees up front. Honestly, a disgrace. How is it possible for us to have a successful immigration program if every time we have a success story, we have to derail them? Sumi could do so much good for Australia in the future and genuinely contribute to the Australian economy, but our immigration laws are preventing her from doing so. What an utter disgrace. Get it together, Australia. That was punching down. It is now time for my favourite part of the show. We are about to do a new segment here on Breaking News, and that is Bohemian Rhapsody. Hi, are you looking for a new guy to be Premier? Go with him. He's the human version of diarrhea. If you choose him, I'll be out like Zia. And one thing's for sure, I wouldn't want to be her. He's slippery and slimy with his promises aplenty. So why don't we dig up the bodies he's buried? Sisto, the owner, his blood is on your hands. But go on, tell us all about your plans. Early in your career, you wanted to build up. But your plans were knocked back because this job is for grown-ups. Physically, you were reaching brand new heights. But mentally, you were weak like your stance on human rights. You want to drop the cost of living by giving freebies. Even promise to pay half the cost of fridges or TVs. It's a miracle that made you leader of the coalition party. There's more smarts in an illegal immigrant turned to party. Yeah, the economy is getting a little better. But at the expense of workers? Now that's not very clever. I'll take your rail link, make it bigger. Sound fun? But that's okay. You're used to having a smaller one. Dan, the man, fancies himself a superhero. But he's one to face. I'm the Black Widow. I'll make energy prices cheaper for families all over. While Danny Boy you're gonna need that fall with clover. We care about family violence, watch us implement the programs. Whilst you stand back and always complain about speed cams, it's a very serious issue that can't be understated. And if you don't follow suit, your position will be vacated. You reside in the mean green town of Berlin, and your party is about as functional as a busted spleen. Your campaign ad aims to fear-mongering teens. You manage to portray yourself as a drama queen. You're getting kind of dirty in bed with the greens. How do you prefer hippies to the industrialist machine? Your raps are like your legislation, they're watered down. You're more loyal to Di Natale than you are to the crown. I create jobs, lower taxes, and I'm keeping it all right. 
you're the reason it's not so safe to go out at night. I'll take down African gangs one at a time, because the only thing going up under you, Dan, is crime. You want to kill our environment, which is clearly very bad. I can't believe you do this. Have you gone fracking mad? You want to throw out a plan for another national park? Do you care about our habitat? Honestly, what the f***? You tell us, trust my judgement, I have impeccable taste. But given your recent history, your vote will be misplaced. Lobster with a mobster and now coffee with a criminal? Goodbye to your election. Your impact is subliminal. Oh, geez, some scathing burns in that one. I'll be curious to hear the response. Who do we think won that one, Chuck? I think Matthew Guy put up a very good fight there, but uh, I think I'm going to give it to Daniel Andrews. Uh, totally not biased in the matter that I wrote for it. Yeah. Um, no, I honestly, <laughs> honestly taken all bias out of it. I think it was just as good as a tie. Um, I tell you what, it would be... They do, like, the debate every year, um, pre-election. How good would it be if they had to prepare a rap battle each? It'd be so much better. I'd actually watch it. Yeah, and would you change your vote depending on who won the rap battle? Honestly, I might. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely would. That'd be great. Like, um, we're not going to talk about casting votes or anything um, here, um, but I I think that might be enough to do it. Um, I will be interested, though... Based on your understanding of politics, who do we think is actually going to win tomorrow? Not who do you want to win, but who do you think will win? Will it, Will Daniel Andrews get up and retain his control? I think so. All the polls are saying that. Not that I trust polls, but it's just the general feel of the town, if I may say so. Um, that's just what I think, though. Yeah, I would have to agree. The headline of the Herald Sun this morning was, it's dance to lose or something. Yeah, no, I lines. saw that. So, oh, well. We'll see what happens, and we'll have a story for you next week about that. I'm sure that'll be our main story of sorts. Get keen. Yeah. Welcome back to Fake News. All right, gentlemen, you know exactly how this works. There are four themes, three headlines for each one. Let's get started. So the first theme is Canada. First headline. Drunk Canadian curlers kicked out of major tournament final. (laughs) Uh, That's such a Canadian thing to do. They were probably too polite. (laughs) <laughs> they, 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 got, they got extremely drunk and then said, Oh, guys, no, I'm sorry, it's all our fault. Which, t- to be fair, it probably was, if they were really drunk. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> Second headline, Seasonal overflow of maple syrup leaves entire Canadian town of Chilliwack sticky. I actually think I read this somewhere. You know what the weird thing is that the part of this story that I'm questioning is not the maple syrup part. It's the fact that the town is called Chilliwack. There is genuinely a Canadian town called Chilliwack. It is amazing. I love it. Okay. All right. And the third headline, seasonal overflow of chili syrup leaves entire Canadian town of maple wax sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's going to be one of those. You wouldn't believe this, but there's a Canadian town called maple wax as well. (laughs) No way. Okay. So there isn't. There isn't. Are are we picking which one is true or which one is false? Or which Uh, which one we'd like to be true? (laughs) (laughs) Which one is true? One of these three is true. It's one of the last two. Yeah. Surely it's got to be one of the last two. I think I heard the second one, um, the maple syrup one. I can't imagine chili being um, just dressed over a town. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you Wait, can do we have to agree syrup? again? Or can I go on my own tent? Yeah, you have to agree this time, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. Let's go B. You go on B? Yep. Unfortunately, it was the first one. Drunk Canadian curlers kicked out of major tournament final. Told you, they were probably, like, so polite that they just got themselves in trouble. I'm they probably really... obeyed the rules too much. <laughs> no, one of them probably, like, fell over, and then, like, they were trying to be so polite helping them back up, but it breached the rules or something like that. You can't touch your opponents or something like that. 
<laughs> Love it. All right, second theme, occupations. First headline, farmer wrangles deadly sea snake as he sips on can of beer. Yeah. Those two pastimes go together hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, it's like, have you ever been to Darwin? <laughs> mm-hmm. Second headline, man fakes being a school teacher for two decades. I actually, this is a completely strange <laughs> reference, but I just had to. I saw a guy on the train yesterday. There was a dead ringer from, for Ned Schneble from School of Rock. What? <laughs> I just I just had to say it. It's the most important. The guy that Jack Jack Black is um, impersonating in School of Rock, his friend, I found a guy that looks exactly like him. And I wanted to take a photo of him, but I thought that wasn't very nice. <laughs> Maybe it's his body double. Maybe. Um, anyway, what was the actual story? <laughs> About Man the... impersonates for two decades. That's why I thought of yeah. it, because Jack Black impersonates a, a teacher in that. I- are you actually impersonating it if it's two decades long? Surely you get good enough at it at some point that you're actually doing it. <laughs> good question. <laughs> don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have the qualification. All right. Third headline. Local Sydney accountant racks up $1.2 million of debt all owed to his mother-in-law. <laughs> That's not someone you want to owe that much money to. Mm. From experience with having a mother-in-law, obviously. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How is your marriage going, by the way, John? It's going fantastic. <laughs> Me and Dennis nap fine. It's just going great. <laughs> At least now it's legal nowadays, though I don't know Dennis would be that fan, <laughs> that much of a fan of it being legal. <laughs> no. I don't um, know about that one. Jesus. I mean, that's it's plausible. I'm All leaning- of them are within the realms of plausibility, but none of them really scream to me. I'm thinking the impersonating teacher one, but in saying that, I don't think I've gotten one right in the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I don't think I should trust you. What was the first one again? First one, farmer wrangles deadly sea snake as he sips on a can of beer. Well, okay, you see, the thing about that is I, that doesn't sound like a headline. Like, Bridge might have just seen a picture of that and gone, yeah, I'll, I'll turn that into a headline. That the unnamed producer probably did it himself. Hey, you already, you already screwed it up. We've given up now. The pretense is over. It's like when the Stig's identity got found out. <laughs> so he'll write a book and make millions. All right, we need a decision. I'm going to go with C. Snake? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I genuinely thought you meant the C snake. Option C. <laughs> Are you yeah. both, both happy with that? Sure. Sure. I think I've lost all credibility. All right, let's find out. You're wrong. I don't even Sorry. remember what option C was. <laughs> the Sydney accountant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that definitely wasn't true. That was like no, the least not... plausible so of all of them. I don't know. That sounded realistic. <laughs> all right. Third theme, music. Which, wait, wait, wait. What was, what was the answer? Was it the sea snake? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sea snake. Oh, it was the sea snake. Yeah. Unbelievable, Alex. The thought that I could trust you. <laughs> Third theme, music. First headline, Delta Goodrum changes birth name, now known as Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo Goodrum. What? <laughs> no. I feel like we would have heard about that. Yeah. Maybe. Second headline, Australia set to lose iconic musician Sia due to British heritage. Sources claim she will renounce Aussie citizenship next year. Oh, that means she can't run for parliament anymore. Oh, no way, she still can. <laughs> she can run for about three months, um, probably pass like one bill, and then find out that she can't run anymore. Well, that destroys our Australian quota. Like, <laughs> half of our Australian female songs are Sia. All Sia. We've actually played Sia in this show already. <laughs> I know. House on fire. All right. Third headline, Taylor Swift's latest attempt to avoid the paparazzi now involves hiding in a moving suitcase. Like the ones with the yes. wheels that yes. like, you know. Yes. 
I'm. I feel like I heard this somewhere. Oh, sure, because I was going to say there's no way Taylor Swift would fit in a suitcase, but that's an important point. <laughs> I just feel like I heard this somewhere, Think but about my it? gut is terrible. No, I, look, I'm much more partial to the seal one, but. If you get it wrong, then that way I don't have to take any responsibility for myself and I can just blame you. So let's do your one. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yes. Go team. All Cooperation. Right. <laughs> I'm the greatest responder alive. <laughs> Election week's obviously the last theme. Victoria votes 2018. First headline. Labour-related. Daniel Andrews set to axe all politicians in the state who have first-name surnames. What? <laughs> I, okay, so what percentage of the politicians would this get rid of? But Like a solid like half, surely. Yeah, 50%. He doesn't actually have a first... Do you know anyone called Andrews? There's like an Andrew, but is there well, like no, Andrews? No, Does Andrews, that mean there's two of them? No, it's just a collection <laughs> of Andrews. <laughs> it's just what happens when you get a, a multiple Andrews in one room. So he's yeah. Daniel Andrews. Sure. I mean, I just argue that Andrews isn't a first name because Andrew is. No, but it's more than one Andrew. All right, think You're of not it, getting this. Think of it like this. If you had Andrews Daniel, that still wouldn't sound... No, 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 because it's more than... Andrews no, it's, Daniels. No, because it's... <laughs> Andrew Daniels. It's not about Andrews Daniel. It's about the fact that you might have Andrew Daniel and Andrew Sondenheim or whatever, and though together you have Andrews, two of them. What about Daniels Andrew? It's clearly not true anyway. We both know that. Let's move on to the other options. All right, next one. Liberal. Matthew Guy set to axe topics of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander histories and cultures, Asia and Australia's engagement with Asia and sustainability if elected. I yeah, thought I that, that sentence was going to keep going. It's just getting rid of everything and everything and everything. Um, yeah, it's possible. Possible. All right. And third one, Green's Samantha Ratnam set to axe the colour green from the colour wheel due to copyright patents Green's have acquired. <laughs> Would you put it past surely, them? Surely Would not. Would you put it past them? Surely not. I want that one to be true. I mean... I feel like it's B, but I want green to be true. Nah. Well, we're going with B then? It's not A. It's not. No, sure, it has to be B. It's not It's not the colour wheel. <laughs> All right, you're going with Matthew Guy? Yep. All right. You're correct. Thank you. <laughs> I kind of wanted us to be incorrect, though, because that meant that one of the other two were true, and that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, there was a story this week about one of the Greens um, leaders in... Not, not one of the leaders, one of the representatives who's up for election in one of the districts in Victoria this week who was taken off the ballot because she'd posted on Twitter something about the fact that she'd um, had a, a big night the night before and had uh, consumed some recreational substances. Um, Very she, smart. She was actually kicked off the ballot for it. Like Jeez. She was considered ineligible to sit, given that she was uh, pretty, pretty uh, basically breaking the law. So yeah. you can kick her off the ballot for doing drugs, but not a dead man that's been dead for three weeks. Explain that to someone. <laughs> very odd. We're going to wrap up our show, but first, we would like to sincerely apologise for the very below standard show that we delivered this week. Um, we tried. 
Um, and as compensation for our very poor job, we're going to give you a, like a little bonus segment at the end here. I'm going to give you a very brief version of a week in the life because I actually did have something that happened to me this week. That I thought it was it was a bit fun. I was talking to a friend of mine um, whose youngest sister was watching High School Musical, and she was watching High School Musical, and she she doesn't like High School Musical, so she didn't want to go down and watch High School Musical. So we had a conversation where I tried to convince her to go watch High School Musical with her sister only using High School Musical songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is how it played. She said to me, um, <laughs> hang on, I have to find it. Here it is. Um, she said to me, it's trash. And I said, how can you say that? We're all in this together. She said, but they were not good movies. And I said, you need to break free from what's holding you back. This could be the start of something new for you. <laughs> she said, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even think I've gotten through a whole movie. I said, you're thinking about this wrong. You've got to get your head in the game. <laughs> she said, I just can't. I said, think about it. Bop your way to the top. <laughs> she said, but they are terrible. I said, I guess. If you want, then you can go your own way. <laughs> she said, it's just not the movie for me. I said, are you sure? Would you bet on it? <laughs> At this point, I started getting a bit frustrated that I was not getting the um, accolades that I felt like this level of excellent humor was deserving. I hadn't even Googled any more songs. This was all just top of my head. Like, coming up, what what, what High School Musical songs coming to me? So I think I did a great job. Um, hopefully, if you can think of any other High School Musical puns for yourselves out there, go make them to your friends. So, is she going to watch the movie in the end? No. So, you <laughs> I, I did fail. But I got a lot of puns out, and that's what counts. <laughs> Fair enough. We are all about puns here at Breaking News. Uh, thanks for that, Alex. At least that wasn't too shambolic. Um, hopefully, we're back bigger and better next week. Uh, obviously, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Facebook. So, if you need information on us, go to all those platforms. Uh, we're obviously on Sin 90.7 from 3 to 4 p.m. on Fridays. From myself, Chock. My name's Alex Henry. And I'm the unnamed producer. Have a nice afternoon, everyone. (laughs) 